Welcome to the Blue Jeans Christian Weekly Podcast, where we will take your faith and the powerful Word of God and make them as practical and relevant to your job, home, and hobbies as your favorite pair of blue jeans are on a Saturday. This is the only podcast that digs deep into Scripture and then tells you how to apply it to your life so your life has meaning and purpose and you can be a glory to God and be well-pleasing to Him. And welcome back, everyone. This is Kevin Brownlee, your fellow servant. Hopefully you're a servant to somebody. (laughs) Christ, for sure. And then whoever you get your income from. Hopefully everyone is employed. And what I want to talk about on this episode is the three different types of jobs that are found in Scripture, or referenced in Scripture. And I think that everything that we do for income can be boiled down to one of these three. Yeah, there are three root jobs in Scripture. In 1 Corinthians 3 and the first part of 1 Corinthians 4. And I think it's really interesting that God has boiled down our jobs to those three basic categories. And those categories are agriculture, building, And service. So the first one, agriculture, includes anything produced from the earth. It can include mining, farming, ranching, logging, things that are produced from the earth that are grown in one form or another, or dug and then refined to produce something useful. Useful for food or in the next job or industry, which is building or constructing. So taking the things that have been either grown or logged or mined and then making something out of them, whether that be a widget or an office building or a cup of coffee (laughs) or a computer, including the software that runs the computer or allows you to do something on the computer. All of those are building. So it's taking some raw materials and that may even include knowledge and building something out of them. And the third one is service. And we either grow it or mine it or build it or we serve those who do in one form or another. So service is the third one. Service can mean serving people in a church or serving people coffee or serving people clothing or something to help them do their jobs well or live their life well. Now, us Christians should all be a servant or involved in service of some sort, servant to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, whether that be serving in the church or serving other Christians in one form or another, using the gifts of the Holy Spirit that has given each of us to edify the church, to build it up, and or we're serving in one of those jobs that I just mentioned in one form or another, but serving Christ for sure, and then serving others in one way or another. So we're all actually involved in service. And I think that is intentional by God, because God hates pride, and pride and serving others can be kind of hard to do both, kind of hard to have both of those two different things in the same cup. So God uses our jobs to help keep us humble. 
and focused on him and focused on serving others, which is also all of these jobs are part of fulfilling the first commandment that we find in the Bible, which is found in Genesis 1.28 and the verses that follow, which says, then God blessed them. How did he bless them? By giving them this command (laughs) and including what's involved in the command, which says, then God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed, to you it shall be for food, and also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life. I have given every green herb for food. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So being fruitful and multiply means taking the things of the earth and building things out of it, growing them, producing more and more for the benefit of each other here on earth and for the glory of God. Oh, and don't forget this one, for our benefit, for ourselves, so we can have some income and some purpose in life. And right about now, you're probably saying, oh, hold on a minute. Did you just say that work, our jobs, is a gift from God, is a blessing from God? Well, yeah, I said it because God said it. And remember, God started out this by saying it's part of our blessing. We're blessed with the earth and what we can do from it. And of course, we have to take care of it or else we don't produce or be fruitful and multiply. So so from that, we have the three basic forms of jobs. Now, God's Word, the Bible, in surprising regularity and frequency, uses either directly or indirectly, as in the context, one of these three types of jobs in almost all of the writings in the Bible. Now, an example of that is the parables of Jesus. Jesus told us 39 parables recorded in Scripture, and of those 39, 34 had some context of one of these three types of jobs, or industry, or business. In fact, when Jesus was on the earth, 10% of his time here on the earth was devoted towards his ministry, and 90% had something to do with small business. 90% of his adult life, he was engaged in small business. Do you know which of those three he did? Well, we don't know 100% for sure, but we do know that he worked in the carpentry business, so he was building. So he may have even had something to do with agriculture, possibly. Uh, Producing, maybe cutting stones out of rock to build with, or logging or at least cutting trees or brush to build the furniture or the framed walls that he was involved in doing in the carpentry business. And maybe even some sort of service. I think because of who he is, he would be involved in all three. But predominantly building, right? Okay, another example takes us to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 
where, uh, to set up a little bit of context, Paul was talking to the members of the church, and he was really disappointed in them that they hadn't been growing very well in the knowledge of Scripture. And they had kind of polarized into groups or factions, kind of centered around individual teachers or preachers. And so that the Word of God became secondary, and the people that were teaching the Word of God became more primary. And Paul didn't like that. So in his admonition of these folks, he uses three examples. And the examples he uses are rooted in the three types of jobs, agriculture, and then building, and then service. So let me read this passage. I'm going to read it from the Good News Bible because it's easier to do that and understand that over a podcast. Although, as you probably know, I really love to use the New King James Bible and sometimes the New American Standard Bible. So I'm going to use the Good News Bible just because it's easier to listen to when you're driving down the road (laughs) or listening to this on, on a treadmill or something. So again, this is Paul talking in his letter to the church. As a matter of fact, my friends, I could not talk to you as I talk to people who have the Spirit, like normal Christians. I had to talk to you as though you belong to this world, as children in the Christian faith. I had to feed you milk, not solid food, because you were not ready for it. And even now you're not ready for it, because you still live as the people of this world live. When there's jealousy among you and you quarrel with one another, doesn't this prove that you belong to this world, living by its standards? When one of you says, Oh, I follow Paul, and another says, Well, I follow Apollos. Are you acting like worldly people? After all, who is Apollos? And who is Paul? We are simply God's servants, by whom you were led to believe. Each one of us does the work which the Lord gave him to do. I planted the seed, Apollos watered the plant, but it was God who made the plant grow. The one who plants and the one who waters really do not matter. It is God who matters, because he makes the plant grow. There is no difference between the one who plants and the one who waters. God will reward each one according to the work each has done. For we are partners working together for God, and you are God's field. You are also God's building. Okay, now I'm going to stop there because this is where we just heard about agriculture and producing from the earth. And then Paul changes and says, but you are God's building. And now he goes into the construction industry type of job. So I'll continue on now from verse 10. Using the gift that God gave me, I did the work of an expert builder and laid the foundation, and someone else is building on it. But each of you must be careful how you build. For God has already placed Jesus Christ as the one and only foundation, and no other foundation can be laid. Some will use gold or silver or precious stones in building on the foundation. Others will use wood or grass or straw. And the quality of each person's work will be seen when the day of Christ exposes it. For on that day, fire will reveal everyone's work. The fire will test and show its real quality. But if that was built on the foundation 
that survives the fire, the builder will receive a reward. But if your work is burned up, then you will lose it. But you yourself will be saved, as if you had escaped through the fire. Surely you know that you are God's temple, and that God's Spirit lives in you. So there he uses the construction industry to explain that Jesus Christ is the foundation, and then everything that's built above it depends on what somebody wants to use, but it still needs to be based on Jesus Christ and of that quality that will last. God's word will last forever, his word says. So figuratively use construction materials as you see fit and how you want it to look, but use the materials that are based on God's word. And then Paul goes on and talks about serving others and then finishes in 1 Corinthians 4, verse 1, where he says, you should think of us as Christ's servants who have been put in charge of God's mysteries and truth. And of course, when Paul uses the term mystery, he means things that you have to pull out of Scripture and maybe were hidden in the Old Testament, but now are revealed in the New Testament. And he says, the one thing required of such servants is that they be faithful to their master. And that is a double entendre, because we're to be faithful to our master, Jesus Christ, and then in our jobs, whatever we're doing of those three, we're to be faithful to our master that we work for. Faithfulness comes from the word faith. And it is impossible to please God without faith, it says in the book of Hebrews. Interesting, isn't it? I think we could even go as far as to say being faithful to who pays our wages and being faithful to Jesus, both are pleasing to God. Now, Paul goes on to say a couple other really cool things that we can use in our jobs. Uh, He talks about it in 1 Corinthians 4, 6, and 7, so just a few verses later where he says, none of you should be proud of one person and despise another. Who made you superior to others? Who made anyone superior to someone else? Didn't God give everyone everything that they have? Well then, how can you boast if what you have was a gift from God? So it's kind of saying everyone's equal, and whether they have really excelled or really don't do very well, could be because that's just how God has blessed them or, or given them or grown them. And that we shouldn't look up to someone or down to other people because that's God's business, what he has given them or helped them with. We should be concerned about ourselves and being well-pleasing to God and using the gifts and talents that God has given us for his glory, which does include the betterment of ourselves. God does want us to pay our bills and to do well. He just doesn't want us to look at someone else and get all upset at what we don't have because someone else has something better. That's kind of what it was talking about. So don't get upset at where God has you unless it prods you to change into a better place or position or job that will be able to serve him more. Paul even talks a little bit about that. He says, We wear ourselves out with hard work. And yet, when we're cursed, we bless those who curse us. And when we're persecuted, we endure. 
When we are insulted, we answer back with kind words. We are no more than this world's garbage. We are the scum of the earth to this very moment. I write to you not because I want to make you feel ashamed, but to instruct you as my own dear children. And so with that, I kind of feel the same. Just wanted to let you know that there are three basic types of jobs, that being agriculture or the subsidiaries of that, like mining and logging and such, building, which can also include manufacturing, and service in the different forms of that. So I just want to make sure, are you working in one of those three? Which one are you in? Maybe you've been in one and have moved to another one. That's okay. Just so that you're doing something to fulfill that first command, to be fruitful and to multiply and to bring glory to God. So maybe that's our TFL for today. Our tip for life is that you can move from one of these three to to another one, to the next one. And maybe throughout the course of your life, you do move through them as you look back. I have actually been in all three in my life. I started out working on a farm. And I was on the board of directors of the Montana Mining Association. So I was part of that there. Then I was in home building in the construction industry. Then I was a welder in the oil fields. And then production, manufacturing. I owned a steel fabrication company. And now I have sold out of that, and I'm now in the service industry. I've started a little RV service and repair and inspection business. So I am serving folks who really could use some help in their RV to keep the RVing life fun and not frustrating. If interested, you could check that out at www.bjc-rv.com. Yeah, BJC, like Blue Jeans Christian. So I've moved through all of those three types of jobs mentioned in Scripture. And maybe this podcast is a service too. And all of which, hopefully, including the books I've written, bring a glory to God. Especially the Your Glorious Endeavor book that I wrote, which does answer the question, How to Glorify God, where I've found... About 16 specific things in Scripture that we can do to bring glory to God. Not that we have to do them to be saved or to make God proud of us or happy with us, but we do them as a thank you to God, especially Jesus, who did some wonderful things for us on the cross, right? Just nice to be able to say thank you in a way that's meaningful and brings glory to Him. Thank you, folks. We'll get together next Tuesday. So we'll see you then.